Hey, everybody. Welcome to the third companion episode for Howl the Podcast. Uh, this time we're talking to our shepherd and wolf princess of Talbot University. Please welcome Kira and Kitsune. Hi, ladies. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> Hello there. Uh, also with us this evening is my writing partner and co-director, Shannon Farrell, because we wouldn't be doing companion episodes solo. <laughs> How you doing, Shannon? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm a little burnt out from work, but I'm happy to be here. This is my nice little treat at the end of a work day. So fantastic. As you guys know, I am the writer, creator, director, person of Hal, Cheyenne Lynn. First and foremost, tell us about your characters. What's your favorite and least favorite parts about them? Ooh, okay. Do you want to start first, Katune? Sure. Okay, so. I like that she reminds me of me 10 years ago. Me now versus me 10 years ago is two totally different person. And me 10 years ago is very much like my character. Headphones and ears, doesn't care about people that much. Um, yeah, and then my least favorite part about her, I'm not really sure. She's just, she's cool. I like her. <laughs> no flaws. Perfect. <laughs> like, just, me. She's just free for yeah. <laughs> And I really connect to her. Amazing. So. <laughs> I wrote Cordy to be perfect anyway, so I, I'm glad that's coming across. <laughs> I also didn't mean to throw you under the bus by being like, do you want to start? I thought I was being polite until I realized that it just sounded like I was like, you can go and don't think a little bit. <laughs> it's, you, you knew they were exactly alike in character. So you were like, perfect, perfect. You go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Kira, how about you? What are your favorite and least favorite parts about Houston? You've been with her for a minute. So the things I admire most about Houston is that she has a drive and kind of this assertiveness that I wish that I could hold, which is just like the kind of attitude. She doesn't give a fuck, right? She really doesn't give a fuck. Um, she will do what she thinks needs to be done, regardless of what other people think about it. Because at the end of the day, if it interferes with what she needs to do, she's just throwing that out, right? She doesn't care about it then. And I really admire that because I kind of wish I could do that more in my life is to walk into a room and be like, I deserve to be here. I know I should be here. I have things to do, so I'll just get over it. The, I, I don't want to say I have a there she least favorite thing oh. about her because I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a least favorite thing uh, about her, but I will say I think a weakness is in the same vein of because she's very assertive and says, I need to do what I need to do. She can tend to be a little bit tactless. Maybe doesn't think about other people's feelings all the time, mm -hmm. um, which can lead to being hot-headed can be a strength and it can be a weakness. Yeah, absolutely. That's right, because like, get things done, but then again, you also don't back down when you probably maybe should take a step back and like, see it from another person's perspective. Yeah, that's a fair mm. point. Um, now that we've talked a little bit about your characters and they're almost on the same level of importance in their family, but they can't really see eye to eye. And when they do see 
the eye to eye. It isn't without frustration, but I want to know, um, is there something that each character can learn from the other? Is there something that Cordy can learn from Houston? And is there something that Houston can learn from Cordy? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start first because I feel bad last time I made you go. <laughs> um, I actually think something Houston, I, and I'm going to say this as an outsider. I don't know if this is actually true about Cordy, but I feel like there's a chillness. There's a Zen to Cordy. I think she's got everything under control and she can kind of keep her cool. And I think Houston needs to learn that a little bit. That sometimes keeping your cool in a situation can actually get you to the outcome faster than like being like, all right, let's throw hands. Like, let's just fucking throw punches, I guess. Um, and I think that's what Houston can learn from Cordy is just like, chill out, girl. Bring it down. I think we could all learn from that. I think we could Bring all- Bring it down to back here. <laughs> I think we could all learn from just calming down. <laughs> what about you, Kitsune? What do you think, um, if anything, uh, what do you think Cordy could learn from uh, Houston? Well, I think that Cordy could probably fight pretty well, but I feel like she would uh, study Houston to gain more like agileness or figure out her moves if Cordy and Houston ever had to go head to head she would be stalking her and she would already know her (laughs) (laughs) I'm making no comments on that at all Um, (laughs) I'm just sitting here being like oh my god I get my ass kicked by Cordy (laughs) (laughs) because you know I made no no recognition of Cordy's abilities. So great. Didn't, didn't think about that. <laughs> um, since I know uh, Kira's been with Houston since like for a minute through the various iterations of how it being like a trailer for a web series and then like trying to be a web series and then now a podcast um, and Kitsune, you're brand new to Cordy. Um, what drew you to these characters? Why did you join this project? Okay, so here's how the story went, and it was super quick. Somebody put out a call on Facebook. Um, they were looking for Indigenous actresses, and this was just after I had done my play over Zoom online and stuff. And then my one friend, who's Indigenous as well, Dylan Chiblo, you're great, <laughs> he tagged me in it, and he's like, try out for this. She's amazing. So I was like, okay. I had zero information about what it was. I don't even remember if there was descriptions, just indigenous actress. I'm like, yes, please. So I sent the email. All I read was lesbian wolf podcast project. And I was like, yes, I am a lesbian werewolf. I will be there. (laughs) That is fantastic. How I'm selling this thing is just lesbian werewolves all day long. Um, (laughs) That's how you sold it to me. And I said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is three years later. (laughs) How about you, Kara? Because I'm pretty sure I put a call out on Facebook and you answered that too. I think the keywords in that one was also lesbian werewolves. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, this was years ago. Um, In 2017. Like, like, oh, it wasn't that long. I was like, I had a dream. Anyways, (laughs) like 2017, 2018, right? 
Um, and funny enough, you actually asked me originally, because I think you were unsure of how Kenny was going to look. I read the breakdown for Houston and I was like, <laughs> I vibe with that. But you actually asked me to audition for Kenny as well. And I remember doing the audition for Kenny being like, it felt <laughs> so bad. Like it felt so bad. <laughs> I submitted it being like, anyways, here's my Houston audition and this one's good. So uh, sorry. I really loved the energy of Houston. And I remember talking to you and you went into detail about where your story was going. And I'm not going to get into detail of where it's going because, you know, spoilers. But I remember being like, I need to be there when that happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was just someone who like the, the story itself and like the arc of it was what was really calling out to me I would watch that and and some of those twists would have me press next on Netflix <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. um, um, I want to know uh, how having that those kind of differing histories um, what are your hopes for your character what do you hope either happens to them or hope that they learn or how do you hope they come out of this essentially I just want to add the addendum that this Houston story arc is not the same one that I pitched you originally. <laughs> <laughs> I want Kenny and Cordy to just like be a good couple together. That's what I want. They are so cute. And it's just funny because I just like, picture literally a wab a wabbit. <laughs> a wabbit in a wobble. <laughs> That's their ship name, Wabbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I love it. I don't know, just some other things. I'm really curious, but like what's going on? Because Kenny is very clever and she's smart and she's like putting together these puzzle pieces. And I'm like, what is this story? I really only read the episodes as pretty much rehearsal day kind of thing, right? So I'm not that far ahead, but I'm like, I know that she's onto something and they don't like it. So I want to know the story. <laughs> What do I want for Houston? I want her to be happy, okay? Um, I also would love Houston to come into her own as the shepherd because we know that she's kind of like got a foot half in it right now. It's one of those like the boy who lived things where she's like, I didn't ask for this. I don't want this. Uh, I'd also love her to... <laughs> um, I'd also love for her to actually have a community because her community was Rose. And you know... Rose is not here right now. So I'd love for her to have a core group that she actually can go to and feels like she's part of. Because right now, she doesn't actually feel like she's a part of the sorority group that she's in or the group of hunters she's in. She feels weirdly like an outsider. I am like born into it, but I don't vibe with them. I don't vibe with them the way that they all vibe with each other. Especially with Krista. Let's face it. We just need to get rid of her. We just need to get her out. Um yeah that's what I want in that vein why do you feel um Houston and Cordy have this need to protect Kenny your characters have no obligations to protect her and yet you guys choose to why do you think that is um for me at this point I feel like Kenny really does seem like a wabbit she's annoying as fuck to be honest to Houston she finds her very annoying but there is something about her, like a dog that's been kicked. You're like, don't kick a dog. Dog, what's wrong with you? It's a little puppy. 
that's a little rabbit. There's something about her that's very endearing, very charming. Although Houston, if you asked her, like, do you like Kenny at this point? You know, we're only a couple of episodes in. If you asked Houston, do you like Kenny? She would be like, no, Kenny's literally the worst. She's so annoying. But like deep down, deep down, if Kenny wasn't telling her her weird conspiracy theories, I think she'd feel like kind of sad about it. She would never admit it. But it's one of those things, you know, she's like a mold. She's grown on Houston. (laughs) I'd love to see that scene where Kenny doesn't invite Houston to something and Houston's like, what the fuck? Or like, uh, um, Houston finds out that she invited Cordy like home and not because Houston is like jealous of their romance, but Houston's like, well, I've never met your aunt and uncle. <laughs> I've never been invited to dinner. And Kenny, Kenny's like, you fucking hate my guts. And I'm like, well, I just, just saying. Yeah. It's to build your character. Relax. <laughs> I need to see your background to know what's going on with you. What about you, Kitsune? How do you know, Cordy likes having her play thing around. I feel like Cordy likes to have play things and just like meddle and just like poke and prod and just like kind of push the envelope. Like you see that a little bit when she's like teasing with like that aunt and uncle or like, oh no, call me Cordy, blah, blah, blah. Like tell me more about you. And then, you know, Kenny's just like, no, I gotta go. Bye. Bye family. <laughs> you know about that. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> and also like yeah she's starting to like have that romance with her or whatever just to like see her like you know as like her lady friend to go to like lunar eclipse naked women parties with yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the perfect date <laughs> funny story about my personal life but I'm starting to like make a powwow regalia and like wolves are actually very much deeply ingrained in like my beadwork and my designs that I want to do. So that's so cool. Oh, when you're finished, can can you you, you seriously have to post that? Like I we, I really want to see that. Yeah, for sure. I don't expect it to be done like anytime soon, like probably a year because it's going to take forever. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm Me- posting as I go. <laughs> that is amazing. I will look forward to that. Yeah, by season two. Yeah, season two. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> How do you believe Hal speaks to the current world of entertainment? What does it contribute? Ooh, well, I'm not always fans of podcasts. It just like, really depends. But like, I noticed from like, even last week's rehearsal, it sounds like a story. And you could, I even love having that narrator there, just like filling in the gaps. It just sounds like a story. And I'm like, yes, more, more, please. So I like that anyway, because I don't know. I think podcasts are so handy because you can be going for a walk at night or whatever. You just pop in an episode, you know, howl at the moon. <laughs> Another awesome date night. Um, Share headphones. It's cute. Yeah. Big question. I feel like I'm in university in an exam and you're making me write an essay in in 30 minutes. Like that's the kind of energy I have right now. Um, Well, first of all, I think the representation, I know you have very actively tried to diversify your cast and your crew. 
and the representation you're giving. I think that is really important um, to have people see themselves because it is very much a story from the point of view of people we don't normally hear from. We're just hearing from not men right now. And, and I think that that's kind of why I was drawn to it in the first place was because I was like, we don't get a lot of stories. I think the only male right now that we've recorded with the uncle character, that's it. That's the only male defined character. It was played by my dad. I don't have <laughs> my way for casting. I think for me, that's one of the most important parts. People who perhaps feel like they're not being represented, finally getting to see themselves in the story. And also, I mean, especially with queer work, I just feel like queer people in Hollywood or stereotypical movies, it's, they only get sad stories, right? I mean, we could talk about Klexa all day fucking long from the hundred. We won't. That's a different um, podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> we could have an hour talk about that, but the bury your gaze trope. So having a story where like Cordy and Kenny are in love and their love is a very important part of the story. It's not the only part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's hopefully going to have a happy ending. <laughs> um, but like, the story isn't based around their trauma of being queer, right? That's really important. It's not the point of their characters. And even the characters like Rose is, is someone who identifies non-binary or outside the binary. But that doesn't define their character, right? It's not about the fact that they're non-binary. And I don't know, that to me is very refreshing. You know, it's not like Riverdale where they're like, here's our one gay character and our one black character. And also the one character who, she's vaguely Hispanic and you're like, Great. Diversity. Diversity. <laughs> we did, really it. did it. Done. Uh, without spoiling anything, um, before we get to the fun questions, uh, what are you most excited about for this season? How it unfolds. <laughs> I'm just excited to be in it, okay? <laughs> I'm just glad that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing interview. if you yourselves were attending Talbot University what would your major or double major be magic you know what's funny is I thought the same thing I'm like can I just take magic like it's fucking Hogwarts (laughs) I did I said witchcraft though so maybe it's different (laughs) yeah I was like the magic one I, I do witch- be- yeah, witchcraft. There, there are multiple magical majors at Talbot. Just throwing that out there. I'll do the Ariana Grande manifestation one. <laughs> She's a song about it. <laughs> Shape shifted to Ariana Grande. <laughs> That's what I want to learn by the end of this class. <laughs> what about you, Kitsune? Any sorts of magic. I think that would be really cool to have shapeshifting as well. Just a thing to have if, like, in an alternate universe, if I could shapeshift, I would be everything from like a bird to like a hippopotamus, just like everything. I would try it all. <laughs> I would. I would live as everything. <laughs> I feel like that could get into like the wrong people's hands too, and it really scares me to think about. So, 
I wanted you guys to get specific because magic is so broad. So I was uh, like, what do you want to do with it though? <laughs> what do you want to do with it? Oh, yeah. I, I just want to know it all. I want to be Ariana Grande. I would love to learn potions. Ah, there we go. There we go. All of the magics. <laughs> Kitsuna, you mentioned uh, wanting to be a shapeshifter. So I have another super serious question for you. Um, would you rather be a werewolf or a hunter? Werewolf. I was fast. I was fast. <laughs> At least we casted well. Everyone likes their parts. Everyone is like, yep, this is what I want to do. That's good. <laughs> Decisive. I want to um, throw axes at the monsters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that right now my screen is split down the middle. It's Kitsune and I on one side and uh, Shannon and Kira on the other. Split down the ha- middle. Hunters on one side, wolf folks on the other. Um, <laughs> I want to keep with like the fun universe questions because we're on a roll with these now. So I want to ask, um, the Talbot Tarantula is the <clears throat> Talbot Campus newspaper. They have eyes and ears everywhere. They know all the stuff that's going on on campus, personal, uh, public, whatever it is. And I want to know, if you're at Talbot, you're both pursuing shape-shifting as various <laughs> animals and various pop stars. If the Talbot Tarantula could get any dirt on you, what do you think it would end up being? In real life? In real life. <laughs> Whatever you feel you can share on the podcast, or if you were a person attending this real university, what do you think you, what kind of mischief do you think you'd get into? Oh my God. I'm like, she's really collecting blackmail on us. (laughs) I'm, this is is for the podcast. (laughs) We're not even recording. But it, I'm saying it can be made up dirt. You just like, I probably made up dirt. Okay. You know, dirt. you know, I'm an oversharer, right? Like I was about to share dirt on me. That probably would have been. We are going to have an audience. So I mean, borderline inappropriate. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> well, for my character, I guess. I'm sure down the line they talk about her backstory, but I don't think it's been talked about a lot so far in the script of what she said, but that is her big secret that her family, you know, she's orphaned and I feel like she wouldn't want to talk about her personal stuff anyway, Mm. but I feel like that would be her big secret and she would Mm. be mortified and go for people's throats. She would find them and she oh. would murder. <laughs> murder. Wait, can I do it in character? If you want to, yeah. Okay, so when we shot the pilot like a year or two ago, there was this big joke that Houston was really into Broadway musicals, but like super cheesy Broadway musicals. And like Frozen, Wicked, knew oh them God. off by heart had the freaking save the playbills got them signed and if you ever brought up the fact that she she would literally slit your throat on the spot like oh my god like when she's alone in her room you know she's singing let it go to frozen but she will never admit it okay (laughs) she knows every word to mean girls the musical she has a dream cast in her head. She will oh never my tell God. you. She's on subreddit under a fake name. <laughs> yeah, being like, I can't believe Mean Girls was canceled. When is Beetlejuice coming back? 
never like the classics never like the the good ones where people are like oh yes mm, high art she's like cheesy disney mm-hmm. the ones that are overhyped she doesn't give a fuck those are the ones that she loves nice okay what would be houston's favorite hamilton song oh gosh hamilton song there's so many goddamn songs in that musical the instinct was wait for it i couldn't tell you why though because i feel like houston doesn't wait for things so i don't know why that would be that's the one that calls to her <laughs> that calls to her I- she probably knows the dance routine oh, really yeah. embarrassing Any- anything she could like work out to maybe yeah. oh yeah newsies yeah. <laughs> she probably has all the newsy what? songs she's like i'm the king in new york but it's like just in her headphones so you like see her running she's like oh she must be running to like something really intense really intense and it sees the day from newsies <laughs> i was just going to talk about how i asked that question because i started thinking about me at talbot and what i would do and I used to run around on the rooftop of my high school late at night, like with my friends, like we'd get up there and just hang out. So I, I was thinking about, I would find secret entrances to the roofs of all of Talbot's buildings and just set up a couch out there or something. It'd be like a private hangout. It'd be fun. <laughs> I honestly can't see myself in this universe, mainly because I wrote a lot of me and Kenny. I, we spoke about this when we talked to Sydney. Uh, there's like so much of me 10 years ago me that I'm like oh wow if I existed in this universe I might just be Kenny but I end up dead (laughs) I'd be hunting for werewolves and actually find one and then end up like well I have no plot armor so I guess I'm dying either that or I'm in administration and I'd be like yep so this is where you go for all of your your potions classes down the hall to the left your shape-shifting classes for pop stars. Um, they meet every <laughs> Thursday <laughs> in the cafeteria. I would be that person. Um, I just want to wrap this up by saying thank you. Thank you both so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to be a part of this project and to also sit down and talk to us. You guys both have socials or active on social media. If you guys would want to shout those out for us. Um, my socials, I, if you search Kira Wiker, I'll, I'll come up on Instagram. I'll be there. Um, uh, Kissina, yeah. your socials, where can we find you? Okay. So my branding across Instagram and TikTok, which I am very active, is Fox period in period Mox, like Moxins, Fox and Mox. <gasps> That's so cute though. That's a great three name. <laughs> <laughs> mine's freaking my name. Oh, mine's so boring. <laughs> my name is Fox, so. I freaking love your name. I saw it and I was like, wait a second. Is that? Because eh. I love mythology and uh, kid scenes are freaking awesome. Thank you. For those of you that, yeah. those of you that don't know, they are shape-shifting foxes in like Japanese mythology. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Japanese. Yeah. Hmm they're badass yeah they totally are this has been katsune uh shannon um kira and myself Uh, join us uh next week for episode four called axes and arrows written by shannon and it was directed by shannon uh pulling double on that one guys we can't wait to hear you howl you can find us at hear us howl on instagram and all the things yeah 
that's in the description. Okay. Check out all of the things that we're saying is in the description below.